Welcome to episode 47 of Comic Book Physics, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. This month we are covering a suggestion that was originally made by E. Michael Jones, looking at the gas guns as used by Green Arrow or Darkwing Duck. So, without further ado, let's get dangerous. So the question is, do gas guns work at all? Well, let's start by looking at how a traditional gun works, or the conventional gun. We've got some sort of ammunition, a bullet of some kind, inside a long, narrow tube, considered a gun barrel. You pull the trigger, and something sets off a small explosion behind the projectile within the gun barrel, releases a lot of gas pressure. As the gas expands, it pushes things out of the way. The most mobile thing inside the weapon is that projectile, your bullet. As that gas moves out and expands and forces the bullet, the bullet goes through that gun barrel. Now, the gun barrel is designed to be only slightly larger than the bullet itself. The idea with that is to take advantage of the conservation of momentum. So momentum is the product of mass or inertia and velocity. And velocity is speed with directional information included. So momentum isn't just about how fast you're moving and how much mass you have or how much inertia you have. It's also about which way you're going. The longer the gun barrel, the more precise that weapon is. And assuming that it's a well-made gun barrel, the more accurate it's going to be, the easier it will be to aim. This is why for accuracy, people tend to go for rifles rather than handguns. The little lateral vibrations are more likely to be muted and stamped out by the time it's out of the gun barrel, and it will keep going in the direction it was fired in the absence of gravity and air resistance. The more mass that projectile has, the more easily it overcomes air resistance and stay on target. It also takes a more vigorous explosion to get that projectile in motion. So there's a little bit of an optimization effect you need to do there. Now this works well enough for traditional bullets, but what if you're trying to fire gas? And if you're going for that non-lethal solution, gas is typically a very low density fluid. The molecules are not tightly connected to each other. You could push on the back of a bullet and the front of a bullet moves because those molecules are in a pretty tight crystal lattice and the force that's applied to the back gets translated through that crystal lattice, the front also moves. That's not the case with the gas. Those are largely completely independent molecules, very little interaction between each other. If you try pushing a gas around, the molecules you directly interact with can move, the rest don't. If you want to see what I mean by that, boil a kettle on the stove so you get that nice thin stream of steam, take an object that's not your hand, and move it through that steam. You don't want to scald yourself. But you move it through the steam, you'll see just that patch of steam you hit gets disturbed. But the rest of the steam just keeps on trucking exactly as it would have been otherwise. So if you're going to aim gas at a target and get it to propel onto these weapons, you can't just have the gas in there. You have to have it contained within some kind of vessel. So you've got some kind of pellet or cartridge inside, which means you've got to figure out what you want to do with it. You can have it just in the cartridge, and the gas gun is what bursts the cartridge and releases the gas. But then where's the pressure to launch that gas in the direction you want? It's just going to explode on the spot. What you have to do is come up with a well-designed pellet. It needs to be large enough to contain the amount of compressed gas that you need to expand and fill whatever space you want to fill. It needs to be heavy enough to have the inertia required to overcome air resistance and be aimed accurately. It's got to be strong enough, at least on the rear side, that it survives the explosion that launches it out of the gun, and yet still fragile enough that it will break upon opening. And with gas pellets, you're often aiming near a person or object. You don't want to hit the person with the pellet because that may cause undue harm. 
So ideally, you also want the pellet to be fragile enough that if it does accidentally hit a person when you're trying for this non-lethal option, it's not going to cause any serious damage. This also tends to mean that it doesn't move as rapidly, because a bullet is not dangerous because of the material it's made out of, so much as a bullet is dangerous because the amount of momentum it carries that transfers to the target. gets distributed through the tissues and starts to pull those tissues apart because the bonds holding them together are not strong enough to be accelerated along with the object when that gets hit. That's the whole idea of a bulletproof vest. Distribute that momentum, spread it out over a wider area so there's not as much individual pressure so that your body doesn't get torn apart, but it does move. That's why getting shot when you're wearing a bulletproof vest will still hurt, but won't cause a lot of tissue damage. But because we're looking at lower speeds, often larger projectiles that are more subject to things like crosswinds and air resistance because they don't weigh as much as a traditional bullet, they do get more difficult to aim. They are still going to launch out of the weapon in the direction of that gun barrel. But because they're moving more slowly, there's more time for gravity to pull it down. The lateral vibrations it experiences will still be going on, and it's harder to keep it on target. So you're not going to be accurately firing gas pellets as a sniper from, say, a kilometer away, you're going to be limited to a few feet or a few meters. So if you're using a gas gun, you probably want to be wearing a gas mask if it's knockout gas or tear gas or something like that. In Darkwing Duck's case, his gas gun is also what he uses to launch his grappling hook. So that implies the explosion that launches the projectile is not a combustion explosion. He's probably not firing things with gunpowder as a traditional bullet does, more likely he's got smaller compressed gas pellets inside, and when they explode, that's what provides the compression to launch the object. If it was a combustion thing, well, it's probably not going to be in the back of the grappling hook that he depends on to safely get out of the way. So the gas guns, as far as the science is concerned, they get a pass. These things work. They may not work exactly as depicted in some individual issues or episodes, but if we're talking about the science of Darkwing Duck with anthropomorphized animals that are walking around and talking and wearing costumes and somehow developed opposable thumbs, the gas gun is not going to be the science that breaks us. So the gas guns as used by Green Arrow and Darkwing Duck get a pass. This wraps up episode 47 of the 50 episode run of Comic Book Physics. Join us again each month for the rest of the year until the final episode drops in December. Thank you for listening.